The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we get into things, I'd just like to give our listeners a gentle reminder to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, our main guest on this week's podcast is the now former Cork Camogie manager, Matthew Toomey, who chats to Kieran about why he chose to step away after a successful season, his delight at the team's victory over Waterford in the All-Ireland Final and his time in charge overall. That's coming up later. But first, Kieran, we've said it before a lot of times on the pod that West Cork is in a bit of a golden kind of sporting era. And it means making this podcast can sometimes be, it's a bit difficult sometimes to fit everything and everyone in. And this is another week where you could we could almost have two episodes um of the podcast because there's just so much going on it's hard to know where to start but we will head to club football first as the group stage of the championships came to a close with some brilliant games and big results for West Cork teams and it's probably no other place to start than with the group of death in the C- Premier Senior Football Championship as Castlehaven and Clan secured their spots in the knockout stages. Yeah, it was called the Group of Debt for a reason, Dylan, and it lived up to its billing. So going into the final um, final round of action on Sunday, there were two spots up for grabs in the knockout stages, and there were three West Cork teams in, in competition for those two spots. You'd clan a kilty, top of the table, going into the weekend, Castlehaven, Din Carby Rangers, and Din Valley Rovers. So how it panned out, you'd clan in the Haven facing off in Bandon at 4pm, and at the same time, you'd Carby Rangers against Valley Rovers. And the expectation was that Ross would get the job done against Valleys. This is a Valleys team that had lost their first two games and were in a bit of relegation relegation trouble. So there was this expectation, Ross will win this game. So there was a lot of um, eyes in on what would happen on Caplan against Haven because that effectively would be a knockout game then on the presumption that Ross would beat Valleys. But as it turns out, Ross couldn't get the job done. I don't want to say they fluffed their lines, but they just didn't do what they had to do. They had their fate in their own hands. They were in control of their own destiny, but they came up short. They lost 114 to 11 points against a Fieker Lynch inspired Valleys. And that was a huge result for Valley Rovers because it gets them out of the, the relegation dogfight that they were in. And it also meant that no matter what happened in the Haven and Clan game, that both teams would go through. As it turns out, it was an epic in Bend, an absolute epic. Tom Lyons is our reporter there, and he was telling me it was the best match he's seen this year. As the two teams went, they, they, they slugged it out, a real heavyweight contest here. Jack Callan was the, the pick of the Haven players. Brian Hurley played well. 
Michael Hurley played well and Haven came out with a 116 to 114 win, which he sees them top the group. But Clannacilty, even though they lost, there was a they lived to fight another day because they progressed to the knockout stages either. And Carby Rangers, who looked primed and poised to take one of those knockout spots before a ball was kicked yesterday. They actually finished up the bottom of the table. So that just shows the tight margins in these in these um in these county championships right now. So we have Castlehaven and Marchinante County quarter final against Ballon Colleague, while Clannacilty have a have a tough test against reigning county champions Nemo Rangers the weekend after next. So yeah, we've Clan and Haven true, but Ross bow out. Well Ross feel um like extra disappointed considering they did have the that spot in their hands like a, a win would have guaranteed them um a knockout spot so like to to kind of be so close and then like you say end up at the bottom of the table must be sickening it is yeah Seamus Hayes was saying afterwards that Ross just never got going on Sunday and that's that's very very much the case like in one in one way you think that the hard work done they drew with Castlehaven on the first day out they drew in with Clannacilty, so they left them on two points. And knowing, like I said earlier, they had their destiny in their own hands. They had to go out and win that game. If they did that, and by a certain margin, they'd have guaranteed their progression progression anyway. But they just never got going at all, and they'd be bitterly disappointed. This is a Ross team that got to the county quarterfinals last year and gave Nemo a real run for their money. So... They had the chance. They had the chance on Sunday to get it done, but they but they didn't. They didn't, and that's going to make it a long winter in in Ross Carberry. Um, I suppose it's Seamus Seamus Hayes's first year in charge of this team, and there'll there'll be lessons learned, and I think to learn an awful lot from what happened in Tim League on Sunday because they had an opportunity to get through to the knockout stages, but they just didn't take it. And now we've Clan and Haven advancing to the to the business end of the competition, albeit they'll, they'll both have tough draws there. But you could see these two West Cork teams going further. So um good news for Clan and Haven. Not so good news for for Carby Rangers. And if I can jump down to the senior A for, for a second, Dylan, there was good news there for some West Cork teams as well, but not for others. I'm going to go to the not so good news first. And that's Island Rovers last to um the last to, to Donnie's 313 to 115 on Sunday. And that result means that Ireland Rovers are in a relegation playoff against Fermoy. And that game is on Sunday, September 24th. And it's fixed for Brinny. And that's a huge game for Ireland Rovers. It's only two years ago that they were relegated from the Premier Senior Championship. And now they're in the Senior A um, relegation battle. So they have a huge game there because they don't want to slip down again that'll be two relegations in three years so that's a huge game for for Ireland but on, on the plus point what we do have Donnies are straight through to a county semi-final at senior A that win over Ireland was their third win in a row so that sees them through to a semi-final and Town also came out of this group they beat Bishopstown in a winner take all game that finished 119 to 210 so quite a resounding win for Town, and it's just busy times for Town hurlers and footballers. Both true to their respective senior A quarterfinals, both picking off a lot of the same players. The Town hurlers are out this weekend. The Town footballers are going to be out in a county quarterfinal um, the weekend after when they take uh, take on Cantork. So it's, it's pretty busy times for them. And I have to have a 
have a word about O'Donovan Ross as well. Jesus, yeah. how close how close did they come? My God. Um so they won the war in Bendon on Sunday when they beat Fermoy. Um they beat Fermoy. I'm looking at the score here. It was 310 to 113. So got the job done there, but they lost the battle because they they were knocked out of the championship on points scored. So what we saw here was three teams on four points in this group, Nakhnagree, Kenturk and O'Donovan Rasa. And Kenturk and O'Donovan Rasa finished on the same points, um, same point difference, sorry, plus four. And then it came down to points scored and Kenturk had the edge there, 59 against 54. So it meant if Skib scored one more point against Fermoy, if they'd won that game by, by an extra point, that would have been enough to see them through. So talk about fine margins um, they, they did everything they could, and they just get knocked out on on such a a tight margin like that. But that is the that is the way this championship is set up, and it shows how competitive it is. And we've always said that, and that this senior A football championship, well, I think is the most competitive of the the whole lot. And we certainly saw it there in Skibs Group this season. Yeah, and just looking at the table as well, like it's a kind of an extra sickener for O'Donnell Rasa that, like. So the points difference there, they were both on plus four. Knocknagree finished top of the table on plus five. So even if they had scored one point less or conceded one point more, O'Donnell and what Rasa would have gone through because they scored a good nine points extra than Knocknagree. So those fine margins, like you say, have been so competitive. Like it's one of those things like they must be kind of looking back at games thinking just that one chance, if that if the wind wasn't blowing in that direction or if if it just my boot connected with it a little bit better. We'd be through, so it's a complete sickener for him. Oh, 100%. And they were missing, missing Donalog Hodnett as well. Um, I think he'd have been ruled out for the rest of the championship if if they progressed. Um, he did pick up an injury in their in their last game, and Donalog is a huge loss. He's been like a talisman of this of the Skibreen team for years and a, and a real driving force. And he's always a fella with a couple of points in him as well. It's not to say that he would have got the scores against um, Fermoy and Bandon on Sunday, but he would have been certainly a, an extra option for for first skip to use. And like you said, it is a signal. Like to bow out on such a fine margin, like one point over three games, as in one point scored, like that's as that's as tight as it gets. And like skip were looking to kick on. Like they've got to the knockout stages in, in the last the last couple of years. They got the county semi-final last year and they beat Donnie's in the quarterfinal. And now it's done. He's in a semi-final this year, while Skib didn't even get out of the group. But that's like I said, it just shows how competitive that that senior A football grade is. And what's also quite competitive is the grade just below it, that Premier Intermediate Football Championship as well. And what we've seen there too, Dylan, is a couple of West Cork teams um progressing to the knockout stages. So one of the I suppose one of the I'm not going to call them surprise packets, but they've kind of gone under the radar small bit. But Castletown Bear topped their group and they're now directly true to a county semi-final. They had their latest win, win the weekend. They beat Bandon 15 points to 11. So that sees the Bearer Club go directly to the last four. And, and that's super for them. I think it's the first time in eight years that they're going to be in a county intermediate quarterfinal. So they'll be delighted. Bantry Blues had the opportunity to get that semi-final spot, but they were held to a draw against McCroom on, on Saturday. And it still means Bantry progressed to the to, to the next stage. I'm just looking here to see who they're playing. You're going to have Bantry Blues against Nemo Rangers in that quarterfinal. That's on Sunday, September 24th in, in a scheme. So Bantry still fancy their chances of getting back into the semi-final. The same Bantry team were finalists last year. They were missing Rory Dean for their 
for their game the weekend just gone. So hopefully he'll be back fit. And the other quarterfinal will be a cracker kill match against Evlera. That's in McCroom on Friday, September 22nd um, as well. So there's a there's, there's a, a lot of West Cork interest there too. So in that, that premier intermediate football grade. And if we're dropping down another grade for a second, we're going to look at the... At the um, at uh, bear with me here for a second as my internet tries to catch up with me. The Intermediate A Football Championship and there was heartbreak again for Gabriel Rangers who missed out the knockout stages for the second year in a row. They lost to Ahabulluk and the weekend just gone so they finished third in their group but the good news there is Adrigal are true to quarterfinal of the the County Intermediate A Championship. Adrigal got the better of Glenville last weekend. They beat them 19 to 1-7. And that sends Adrigal through to a county quarterfinal against St. Vincent's. And Adrigal fans, they need to mark Saturday, September 23rd in their cal- calendar. That game is going to be on an inch gila at 5pm. So we've Adrigal in a county quarterfinal. So as, as you can see there, Dylan, there's a lot of West Cork teams from Carberry and Beira in the business in the, the county championship. And this is where it gets serious. It's knockout from, from here on. So we're going to have a, a pretty busy few weeks on the Star Sport podcast. Absolutely. And just before I move on, um, I know it's kind of a disappointing year for some teams, but I think overall, for if you're thinking of West Cork clubs um, in general, like it's been quite a, a positive year so far for them, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Like I said, there, there's a fair chunk through to, to the knockout stages. And I'm looking at Castlehaven for a second. I fancied him to get past Ballincollig, even though that'd be quite tough. Ballincollig had a great win against Aero Og. And if Haven get past that, they'd be playing the bars for the fourth year in a row to semi-final stage, which mm-hmm. is a which is incredible. And then you've Clan on the other side. Donnie's are going quite well in, in the senior A. Bentry Blues and Castletown Bear are, are going well in, in Premier Intermediate. You also have Newcestown always capable of a shock as well in senior A. So we, and Adrian go down down in intermediate A as well. And a word two for Orhan. Jesus, I I'd, I'd be killed out, out in Bear if I if I didn't mention our our friends in Orhan. In the new Premier Junior Football Championship, Orhan are flying the West Cork flag high. Um, they qualified as top of their their group in Group A, and they're I think they're true to the direct to the county is it county quarterfinal or semi final? Um, it could be uh, sorry, it's a county quarterfinal, and they're going to be in action as well on that very busy weekend. Weekend after next, they'll take on Mill Street in Cakehill on that Saturday. So you've often gone gone well too, and the advent of that Premier Junior Football Championship was great news for Orhan. We all know that Orhan were the only kind of junior A side as it was in Beira. So they, they had no competition. So they used to go into the county series with just a couple of challenge games under their belt. And that's a huge ask then because they were coming up against teams who've come through their own divisional championships. But now Orhan are getting meaningful championship games in that group format and, and, and they're flourishing and they're through to the knockout stages. So that's a another group story, another great story. So like you said, Dylan, lots of plus points for West Cork teams. Absolutely. Erhan are flying and another group of West Cork athletes that were flying the West Cork flag on the international stage in the past week were the rowers. And it was a brilliant end to the World Rowing Championships in Belgrade in Serbia. We have two boats qualified for the 2024 Paris Olympics and a hall of medals to bring home as well. Oh, it's brilliant, you know, and like you mentioned there, and it's quite important that it's it's the boats that qualify. So just for our listeners, 
even though Paulo Donovan and Fintan McCarthy were in the boat that qualified for the Olympics, they're not guaranteed their place until that final selection is made closer to the Olympics in Paris next year. But as of now, you could take it, just a touch wood, Baron, something unfortunate that you will have Paul and Fintan in that boat. So it is the boat that qualifies and then the crew is confirmed later to the time. So the good news is there's another world gold medal winging its way back to Skibbereen, probably as we speak, because Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy confirmed their dominance of the, the lightweight men's double. Another emphatic performance in the worlds. They won their, their heat, their quarterfinal, their semifinal, and their final to win their third gold medal together in terms of, of world gold medals. That's 2019, 2022, and 2023. Add that to their Olympic gold from Tokyo, and it shows just why these two are the best in the business right now. At the last World Cup, then, there was that shock defeat for for Paul and Fintan, the last day final there by 0.09 of a second. But like we said in this podcast before, context is hugely important there because the lads just didn't have the time in the boat together. But they had that time together before the Worlds in Belgrade and they showed us all that they are, they are without doubt, without doubt that, that, that best pairing in the world. So that's great. World gold, Olympic qualification for Paul and Fintan in the men's lightweight double then we have a Skibbereen Roar, Eva Casey in the women's lightweight double and herself and Mags Crimmon teamed up again. That's becoming the very familiar partnership there. They missed out in their place in the A final, which would have guaranteed them Olympic qualification. So on Saturday morning, Eva and Mags lined up in the B final and there was a lot of pressure attached here because there was one qualification place left. There was one place left um, up for grabs. So they knew they had to win the B final and two, two mighty women, they delivered. And what an epic race it was. But Aoife and Megs took that last qualification spot on offer. So they've qualified their boat for the for the Olympics next year. So it's looking good already. We're, what, 11 months out from the Olympics? But the, the West Cork involvement, we can start um, we can start ticking names off the, off the list now because it looks like um, we'll have a fair representation over there. But this was just um, great for the Skibbereen Roars. But great too for the... For, for Rogue Ireland in general, seven crews qualified their boats for next year's Olympics. That's that's incredible. Seven crews are um know that they'll be going to the Olympics next year. And we also won four medals as well. So Irish rowing is on the crest of a wave at the moment. And it's been spearheaded by two skibmen, two fellas from the same parish of Affadown in Paula Donovan and Fintan McCarthy. Yeah, the countdown, it kind of feels like the countdown can really start now that we know, obviously, like we've said, it's the boats that qualify, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be putting money against Paul and Fintan being in that boat next summer. So it kind of feels like like the excitement can start to build now that we know that for sure that the boat will be in the water next year. 100%, because let's say that something happened at the World Championships just gone and those boats didn't qualify. There is another final qualification regatta in Lucerne. I think it's next May. It's like the last chance saloon to qualify for the Olympics. And if you go back to 2021, that's where Aoife and Megs qualified with the Irish women's lightweight double. So they, they just took one of those last, last places on offer. But now we're, like I said, 11 months out from the Games. The two lightweight crews know that they're already true to the through to the Paris Olympics next year. So that'll allow them to plan accordingly. They don't have to go through that final Olympic qualification regatta, so they can turn their focus to their preparations for, for the Games next year. And that's just good news for them because 
Um, they'll have a huge winter training block, but then all the focus will be on Paris next summer. Absolutely. And moving on now, we've spoken about him a lot in recent weeks, Kieran, but Jack Crowley made his World Cup debut at the weekend. He came on in Ireland's comprehensive victory over Romania. And while they may not have been the highest calibre of opponents, Kieran, Jack came on, he looked cool, he looked confident in that number 10 role as well. And it kind of bodes well, I think, not only for Jack, but for Ireland going into the coming weeks. Yeah, huge moment for Jack Crowley making his World Cup debut. Huge moment for West Cork Rugby too. He's the first local man we've ever ever had to play in a, in a men's rugby World Cup. So it's just, um, we had Dan Murphy from Bandon Rugby Club on this podcast a few weeks ago and he was saying, that Jack's rise to this level, that it's um, it's a salute to the work of all West Cork rugby clubs and the whole community of West Cork rugby. And that's why everyone in West Cork can be so proud of what Jack Crowley is doing because he is a, he's a local man whose skill and talent was honed and developed here in West Cork through Brandon Rugby Club, through Brandon Grammar. And now look at him coming on in a Rugby World Cup game. He nailed his four conversion attempts with a 100% record there. Um. And there were some tricky kicks in there as well. So Jack replaced Johnny Sexton after 66 minutes. And like you said, Dylan, he looked right at home at that stage, granted against a Romania team that was probably crying to hear that final just to get off the pitch at the end because Ireland just ran right towards the end. But as debuts go, it all went according to plan for Jack. And I think what we saw from the fact that Jack was named as one of the replacements, that he is the number two to Johnny Sexton. I think we'll get a better idea now with the Tonga game this Saturday if it is um, whatever Andy Farrell decides to do, whether it's rest um, rest Johnny Sexton and Stark Crowley, or we could see Ross Byrne come into the mix as well. But I think it's just a good sign for for Jack Crowley that he was picked on on, on the, the bench the last day that he did come on. And I was listening to Andy Farrell um, before the, the game against Romania where he was talking about why he picked Jack Crowley. And like he said, that he can cover a lot of different positions off the bench. So that versatility could serve Jack well in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, um, Jack was said after us on interview that half of West Cork was over in Bordeaux last weekend to, to watch him in action. And I know he's, his parents, Fox and Maria, were over there. And obviously a lot more from, from in and around Inishan and Bendy and Bendon and even the wider West Cork area. So a great weekend for for Jack Crowley, but hopefully it's the start, just the start of something. Hopefully we'll have another couple of months of West Cork Rugby to chat about on the podcast. Yeah, fingers crossed. And just as well, I thought the fact that he came on and nailed every single one of his kicks was such a, like, I there a couple of the conversions he had were difficult to, difficult angles from, from difficult distances and they all, like, sailed over. I think he got, he, he scored every single one. So yeah. that's another thing to kind of add to to another string to his bow, to be able to say to Andy Farrell, look, I'm consistent. You can trust me. If it comes to the stage where in a big game you need somebody to come on, you know that I'll be able to kick those points as well, which in rugby, especially in the World Cup, it's those two points, those three points that make the difference as well. 100% because he did everything that he had to do on, on Saturday against Romania. Like he passed his audition with, with, fl- with flying colours and there's that much more that he can do in terms of trying to win his place in the, the match day squad for the game against Tonga on Saturday night. We'll see towards the end of this week whether he starts, whether he's a replacement or whether Ross Byrne comes in. We just, we just don't know because Andy Farrell has those choices. 
But uh, Jack didn't put a foot wrong on Saturday night, so he's put himself in a good position going into the next few games. Absolutely. We're going to take a very quick break now, but we'll be back in a moment to hear from the former Cork Camogie manager, Matthew Toomey. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And Kieran, now it's time to hear from the former Cork manager, Matthew Toomey. You caught up with him following his decision to step away from the management panel for the coming year. And he had a, a great chat about his time in charge overall, that victory against Waterford, of course, in the All-Ireland final, and why he chose to, to step away as well. Yeah, the news broke last week that Matthew Toomey has decided not to go forward for another term as Cork senior camogie manager. So very much like Eric Cantona back in the day, he's leaving with his, with his collar turned up and leaving, leaving on a high, and he's, he's leaving Cork as the, the number one camogie team in the country, back as All-Ireland champions, he masterminded Cork's first O'Duffy Cup win since 2018. So what a, what a great place to bow out and, and um, bow out with Cork in that position and with quite a strong squad as well. And this Cork team looks primed to hopefully kick on now that they have the monkey off the back that they've won the All-Ireland after uh, a couple of tough years losing in major finals. But as we'll hear from Matthew now, his plan was always to leave after two years. Whether Cork won this year or didn't win, that was his plan between work and family. It's this... Being an intercounty manager is a huge commitment. So he was always going to sail off into the sunset after this season. And the great thing is he can sail off into the sunset with his arm around the O'Duffy Cup for, for company and safe in the knowledge that he has restored Cork to the to top of the chart. So great to catch up with Matthew. But before we hear from him, just to say thanks to Matthew because he has been so accessible and so great for the media over the, the last couple of years. And People and on, on the out on the outside looking in probably don't see well they wouldn't see this side of it. But Matthew made life for us so much easier in terms of, of access to him, access to players and so on. And it's very much appreciated on, on our end. So just a, a quick thank you for to Matthew to wish him all the best in his um in, in his, his new challenge, whatever that will be. And as you'll hear from him now, he explains to us first why he decided that, that the time was right to step away as Cork boss. First question, so Matthew, what's the reason behind you deciding now is the time to, to step away from this role? Um, I, I look, it's a very easy reason. Is is when I got half of the job, like I, I, I keep saying it was never on my radar. So I, I to go to a lot of people. Like obviously with the business here, like I had to talk to the lads and more importantly at home, I had to talk to me and some of the kids. I suppose to a small extent, but um, like I know the sacrifices I'd have to make and to not. That's all fair enough. That's what I'm good because we, we know that. Like, but it's the sacrifices everyone else around us have to make as well. So look, I, I they afforded me the time to do it for two years, mm-hmm. and that was always the plan. Like there was there was there was like uh, uh, you know I I I heard only this week there was a, um, you know I, I could have stayed on a third year. I didn't even know that. But look, the two years was, was the deal I made with everybody, and and you know to be fair to all them, that was going to be the case. Look, I, I spoke to the the management, the players kind of knew it as well. I suppose before the. The year was out as well, but the, the all the management knew it this year as well. The whole year, even when I got involved, they said, "Look, this I've one year left in this, and and this is the plan." So that's the way it was. Like, and you know, a sporting side of things, it's 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 a very hard decision, but on the personal side of things, it's it's, it's kind of an easy enough decision. Be, like, to, to be fair to everyone at home, regardless of how this year would have panned out. So you'd already decided, like you knew yourself, this is going to be your, your final season in charge. 
Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Look, and and you know the worry was, I suppose, is if we got the four four national finals and lost the four of them, I was, so my head was on the block. Look, luckily we won the last one, but you know, like I suppose you can't be disappointed after winning an All Ireland, like, but you know we we left others behind us as well. But look, that's all a learning curve. But look, my time there has been unbelievable. I really enjoyed it, and I got a lot of respect from all the players and and from people, you know, the media, like yourselves and all that. I got fierce respect off people, and I showed them respect as well. But you know, you know, it was a massive education, you know. But um, yeah, it's that's that's the end of that. Then you mentioned the word earlier, Matt. The word sacrifices, and it's also also the outside looking in. We don't see the amount of work that goes into an an inter county team. Like it's it's incredible the work that the whole management team does, including yourself. Like you mentioned there, your your family and your work. But can you just give us like even a peek behind the curtains for a second? What does it look like? All that all that background work. We see the match on the Saturday or the Sunday, but let's say during the week itself. Like how much is involved in in an inter county job now? It, it it kind of goes, you know, it's, I suppose there's all sorts of different facets to it. Um, you know, like obviously you're dealing, like there's a 12 in the management, so you, like you're dealing with all them, like we'd be discussing what's going on for the week, etc. Like, you know, we'd be sorry, you know, the sports psychologist, she would not to me if there was someone in trouble, the physio would have been on if, if there was a player and, um, like Wesley would have been on, you know, there's extra training sessions and that's just the management. Then the players would be on if they had problems so, or uh, issues or just wanted to have a chat, like that's what you're there for. Um, but then I suppose there's a lot of avoidable stuff, like you know, we said with the caches, like it, that was insane, like the amount of phone calls there at night time and during the day as well. It, it, it was off the charts kind of stuff, like so. Um, look, I, I suppose they, they're trying to factor in. I, look, I suppose you're looking at definitely minimum 30, possibly 40 hours a week on top of the train, like you know, it's 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 look when, you, when you're in it, it it's part of your. You know, like it's it's part of everyday life. You know, the phone calls don't stop. The you know everything that that's the way it is. And and, and there's probably some sense yes, statistically you, you don't want them to stop either when when the years go on because you just want to be in the camogie in 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 the in the county set up in your head all the time. Um, it it look it takes its toll. You know, there's sometimes there's you know ferociously stressful. Um, but I I I'd like to be fair. I probably brought a lot on myself then as well because I'd be fair conscious about making sure everyone is alright and 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 that kind of jazz. So now you're going to you're going to have a lot of extra time on your hands come 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 this winter and, and going into next year because it's important too to, to find out you're involved with Paddy Murray's management team before that so you've had a fairly long stint involved with the Cork Senior Camogie team. Yeah, look, fairness to Paddy, like Paddy was a huge impact to me with to my Cork Camogie. Um, Paddy got me involved as coach. I was at the the senior hurdles in Douglas for two or three years, I think. Um, and. To, or did November twenty thirteen. He 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 rang me to meet him, and I went down met him. Like it's like the famous saying, like like he had me a hello, like you know when 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 you know was was the Cartier team dealing with the you know the Breeches, Rena, Jim O'Connor, Anna Geary, the whole lot of them. It was it was a very easy decision. So I went in as coach, and we won the All Ireland that year in twenty fourteen, and. I was kind of half involved, 15, 16. I was a assistant manager, I think, and I took us back to get them for a few years and then back in then 21 with them um, in the background again. And then, as I said, then the manager, 22, 23. Like, so it is, it's a lot of space. Look, you know, I, I, I owe Park Mode enough. Like, like, you know, I suppose, I suppose the first time I was on the side in, in Crow Park was in 2014 as a, and as a coach and you're, you're winning an All-Ireland. Like, it was... Like I don't think that would ever be repeated. Like the you know, obviously the, the, the final this year was special, but twenty fourteen to me was always 
the, the pinnacle, like it was just incredible. Like, you know, a gobshake from Douglas, like, and, and ending up in Co Park, like, on the sideline, winning in All Ireland, like, was unreal. You've booked in your, 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 your car coach and management career with All Ireland's, like you said, 2014, and just the All Ireland won recently as well. And that was an incredible moment for yourself and, and, and this car team. So, it was a fierce sense of pride, like, you're you're exiting stage left, but you've left Cork on, in the best possible position. All-Ireland champions, very strong squad there, potential to kick on again. So Cork Camogie right now is, is in a good place, Matthew. It is, like, and, and you know, like, it's, it, it just can go. No, for us, it didn't. Um, like, there's an awful lot of hard work, like, because, look, I suppose we inherited it. The, the, the panel from, from Paddy's tenure, um, we chopped and changed a small bit, um, and this year, look, obviously, the, the, there's kind of some of the young ones, you know, you have to give credit to all the underage uh, coaches and, and management teams. 16 minors, like, they've talent coming through every year. Um, it's just it's just hard trying to pick the right ones, and, and, you know, you're not leaving down anyone. or you know that So that's a chance. The, the reason why the panel is so good was by chance because of all the injuries we had this year. Um, so, like, it, it, it can't be something that we can say that, look, we, we did something magnificent. We didn't. It was just the way that... The way the cards fell for us this year, we, we had no choice. The Arda Conan's, Ashley Thompson, Laura Hayes, and even Katrina Matthews was missing, I think it was a 12 or 15 weeks or something like that. You know, all these things took an impact on us. But, you know, though, though we had the losses, we still, um, you know, we got a lot of players inside there like, who, who excelled. You know, the likes of Izzy O'Regan, we, we couldn't even feed six backs. Izzy O'Regan's a wing forward, and we had to put Izzy wing back. And, you know, she wanted an Arda Ireland playing wing back, or, you know, this, and it's, it's insane stuff, like, but it's just, as I say, it's just the way the cars fell for us. It was it, like there was nothing. This was anything genius by us. It was just, you know, circumstances. How special was that day against Waterford up in Croke Park? We had um Saoirse McCarthy and Fiona Keating on the podcast just a couple of days after, and they were they were definitely enjoying the celebrations. But Saoirse made a point that she was on the sideline towards the end. She was she was taken off, and she got to enjoy those last couple of minutes, knowing that. Cork are going to win the All Ireland, you know. Uh, what was it like for you on the sideline with just minutes to go, knowing that you had such a such a lead, and knowing that the Duffy Cuff was coming back to lead side? Yeah, it was it, like it was fairly special, I suppose. When when Amy did her cameo in, in the start of the second half, um, there was an element of you saying, "Geez, I think we have this one." Like even though we were, you know, five goals up, I think at the time you were still the man to believe it. When Fiona's goal went in, then they said, "Look, uh, we can't be dragged back at this stage." No. Um, so you're just soaking in a bit. Um, it, it's amazing, really. Like, and you know, you're looking around the people, and you know, you're able to kind of, you know, obviously, we, we got everyone as much as we could and off the bench, but you're, you're looking at people's faces, the reactions, like, you know, even the, some of the players there that was the first all Ireland. So I, I was kind of keeping an eye out for them just to see their reaction that the, you know, they got to the Holy Grail. It's, 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 it's a really special time. Um, you know, there's an edge of sympathy for Waterford, everything went wrong for them. And I, I, I look, I, I be, to be fair. I don't often say it, but like I, I think we could have been playing anyone there on 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 August the sixth. I think we, the way we were coming into the game after the two massive wins, I don't think anyone would have stopped us that day. I I was I was scaredly confident. I, I was actually worried, um, because I, I wouldn't be I'd be always kind of the the point is half full when it comes to teams like that. I, mean, just, I didn't I, I never want to put myself in the position that they can fall. But I was I I couldn't see us the whole week. I couldn't see us being beaten. It was just the way you could see the players were on talking to them. It was just it was a great feeling. Like yeah. And would you have experienced a moment like that with, 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 with this group of players? Like you said, the quarterfinal beat Kilkenny, semi-final beat Galway, then beat Waterford in the final, and then you reached the highs to highs. How do you break the news to them then saying, 
Thanks for everything. But my, my time, I, I'm just stepping away now. Like, is that a hard conversation or do you have that conversation or how, how do you break the news to the players? Yeah, it, 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 like, it is a hard conversation. I don't know we said it during the week. It's, it's, it's like being back when you're 19 or 20, breaking up with a girlfriend. It's, it's not you, it's me. And I think, like, you know, this is um, at this hard. But look, I suppose they, they, a lot, there's a good few of them had a good idea um, before the season ever finished up. I don't think it came as any major surprise when we came down the train on Monday. Someone said it to me, and they said, "Look, I, not changes." I said, "Look, I know this the, the feeling of the winning of the All Ireland camouflage things, but I look, I I'm after making a decision on this. Um, it was tough, look, but the response after players during the week has been, you know, like I I I kind of shut up from some of this stuff, like, but it's it's been very nice to, to you know the words they've said to me, like, and all that. It's 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 special because look, they're the people. That you're dealing with week in week out, and and they can ask some of the girls hasn't got runs with us this year, and and they're still very appreciative of all the stuff that the management have done, and you know that that's special. That, you know when you create environment like that, you know like but as, as you said a while ago, we're just hoping if someone comes in and and keeps it going, and and you know the success is there. There's no question about it. Like to, to follow. Like you've left Corkamogie in an in incredible place right now. Like I said, as All Ireland champions, but you also mentioned there the the four. I suppose major final defeats as well over the last couple of years, and in these years there must have been a couple of low moments. Matthew, how do you as a manager then just keep everything pointing forward, keep the girls' belief up, keep everyone to kind of instill that knowledge and confidence that we are going to get there someday? Like we have the talent in 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 the panel. Like how do you how do you work through those low moments to didn't to reach the top of the mountain? I I glanced with you. It was, it was extremely hard there. Like the the Ireland defeat last year was very disappointing. And I, I suppose what I what I found it like you know the lads came in last year, Davy and, and the lads came in, and we always knew it was about for one year. And Brian Sol and Cleena Sargent, you know, they they stepped away, and and probably huge last week was Neil Collins, and he was even massive last to us. And like it just I, I wouldn't say it scared me, but like it's it, it's so hard. To get a group of people together that can work together and you know like it's it's important as well that we all get on because that that zooms into the the players so that was a fairly scary time I, like I, again i couldn't say it was anything genius we just got very lucky with the people we got involved this year they were exceptional people like and, and we all clicked which was great um like that was scary that was tough going but like the, the defeats this year i suppose the the killer was um the league final. I I like I think we dominated the game totally and we just couldn't score. Um there was a lot of things coming up in training that we were kind of saying we could see the potential of being there, but we just couldn't get it. Um again, obviously we were short of a good few players, but there was the defeat against Waterford down Parky Keeve. Um that was that was extremely tough. Um we had to go upstairs because obviously the hurdles were playing after us, we had to go upstairs for food, and there was a few comments made to us as we were walking from one end of the stand to the next. And um, that's hard to swallow, you know. And these these people then beyond, you know, you're the best in the world. No, but you you, you don't forget things like that either. It was it was just, you know, that, that's life, that's sport. Um, it was tough going, but um, I I was we had a meeting after um that Waterford game, and and it was fairly frank, word spoken, and, and you know we just had a deep look at ourselves, but we just like I I know look I, I suppose the chairperson of the Camogie Murray Donovan rang me on that on that night and said where we're going and for some reason I don't know why it just I, I just said to her on the phone I said it was able to talk to you like I said remember and I just said well I can guarantee we will in that and and she kind of I wouldn't say laughed to me you know to be fair to what I thought she was kind of saying after that performance I don't know and I said I, I think this could be the making of us and 
that's the kind of um like are you bluffing yourself or whatever it is I don't know but you have to you have to keep that to the players they're making so much commitment so much time into it you have to have that environment from and even even the Galway game afterwards we lost in that and I I, I was even more convinced and, and as Liam Cohn and the coach said the whole time is just all we need to be is what Galway wants and you know luckily he was right so it, 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 as I said it was time was very very hard and there's, there was fairly negative talk about us but we stuck together and that's genuine we, we stuck together no matter how hard it went and what was it about this group that you had that belief even, even in those those dark moments in the mid-season you could, you could like we, we had a system like obviously last year we, we, we had a different system but that was very effective and in some and we, we kind of used that system last year and tweaked it this year just that we we kind of knew that the what the attributes of the players were it was the main thing we had is the like, our conversion rate was poor but the, the chances we were making was were off the charts like we were, we were watching us and we were just we went through it over and over on video analysis and we were just saying one of these days someone's going to get hammering off us because the, the chances we were creating um like it, we got 319 against Down, 319 against Galba, 215 against um Kilkenny, 15 I think is Galba, and then 519 or 13, whatever it was against um Waterford. It's just you know it, we could see it coming, but you know, we needed everyone to be there to, to get it done as well. And it certainly all came together on our learning final day. But before I let you go, Matthew, I have to ask you about the dual player issue. It's almost it's been a huge part of the of your story in terms of the cock management over the last couple of years because it's just been an ever present issue for dual players, the cock ladies, footballers, and the camogie players. What do you think is going to happen here? Like it's it, season after season, there is no change. It happened more than ever this season. I think we, we had we three three dual clashes. What do you think is going to happen here? Like, are players going to have to end up choosing one over the other, or do you think the associations can come together to make this work? Or where do we go from here? Like, I, I suppose, like, if you look at um, Hannah Looney, um, the, the semi final, our second half of the performance was in the semi final, was off the charts, and 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 the in the final 18 possessions, but she missed four weeks of Camogie, but um, it just it's testament to her. The way she came back, but some players can't get away with that. Like Orla Callan was probably our most seasoned campaigner in the league. She was she was our, our star forward in the league. She got injured, and then again she missed four weeks in the Camogie and she couldn't get back into the start fifteen. It's 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 ridiculous. It's uh, like you know it's, it's it's such an easy like even in the years I was involved with party, like the Saturday was Camogie, the Sunday was football, and then all of a sudden this year they changed everything to the Saturday, so they forced your clashes. Like you know it's it's. It's it's just like you know they want to come under the one umbrella and, and all this kind of stuff. Like if they can't talk to each other, you you're wasting your time. Like they're like if if I was advising anyone, if someone was coming out of mine or like and we've a lot of first talented girls coming out of mine and all as well, I'd be nearly saying to them pick one, and it might be detriment to the camogie, but I I would say to them nearly pick one because the way it is, it's 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 crazy. Like it's not it's it's as I say, it's a simple fix. Even like the, the players are happy enough to to you know sacrifice to go Saturday and Sunday playing two matches in a row. But this, the associations don't afford to that. And as I say, I think this year, to be fair to the Camogie, we were all Saturdays. It was just the ladies' football changing to Sunday Saturdays this year. Like, and it's 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 pushing the players out of it. Like, there's no question about it. And it's putting so much pressure on, on those players because in a week leading up to game, they don't want to be sitting there thinking, Christ, have I have I to pick Camogie or football here? Because their teammates and friends are both. So it's putting the players in such an awkward position as well. It is, yeah. But fairness to Shannon, and like we had a great relationship this year. You know, like you know, fair play to him. Like he was very easy to deal with. We we had a situation with like um 
we picked the players and we told them what they were doing. And, you know, that that was tough on them at times because they thought for us picking two, you know, that that we didn't want the other two, you know, it was like that. But there was, there was one instance, and, and, and I'm sure Shane can back me up in this, or like had, had a, um, I suppose, an injury that she was going to be missing. So we were going to a duel. I, 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 it was the clear game, I think, and we'd only three players. So we, we kind of said, look, I want X, he wanted Y. And we're going to toss for the third because, you know, Orla Callan was unavailable. So we, we, we're going to toss for the third. Like, and both were very, very high pressure games for the two of us. Like, and you're, you're looking at tossing for a player. Like, and that's that's ridiculous. Like, but look, lucky, I suppose you want to call it Orla. Orla was okay. So we were able to go two and two then at that stage. Like, but, you know, like, it, 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 I suppose the pressure point, like what you were saying a while ago, the pressure point for me was we were going to the down game. And I was, I was like, you know, on paper, Cork would be down in Camogie, no issue. I was extremely nervous because we too, like, we, we again, as I say, we had our injuries, but we two of our players going playing football. We had two going into the clear game, same situation. Two players going playing football, two were playing Camogie, but people wouldn't see that if we got beaten. It was on my head or the management's head. Like, you know, they haven't a clue what they're doing. They're useless to what a team did, you know. But these, all these circumstances were going against us. It was, as I say, it's absolutely totally avoidable. But you know that's that's the way it is. Then final question. So, what are you going to miss most about being the Cork senior Camogie manager? The time with the players and the management. And you know the, those Tuesday and Thursday nights and and the, the crack matches. Well, those like they they've been unbelievable. Um, and you know I, I was lucky. We all had a great relationship with each other. Like you know there was there was first crack. There was no one safe at the slagging. Like and um that side of things. Yeah, definitely. And this. This, 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 the training and the matches and all that—that, that, that's the hardest part. And this, yeah, you know, even you know the thought, you know, like if 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 I was guaranteed to go again for another chance, but that we might have a cut off the All Ireland, I, I still say just the uh, being involved with these people was was, was amazing. Man. Oh, great stuff, Matthew! Congratulations again on your on your two years in charge and your All Ireland win. And thank you so much for everything too. You've been super to deal with over the last couple of years. I wanted to wish you the best in your in your spare time coming up. No doubt you'll find something to fill it quite fast. Yeah, and come here. Thanks so much for all your support as well. You've been brilliant to the game as well. In fairness, I appreciate that. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks, Karen. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back again to the Star Sport Podcast. I'm Kieran. I don't think there's ever been a more packed Southern Star Sport, has there? No, you can see me going grey before your eyes, Dylan, as we were uh, regarding this podcast, because I'm still trying to figure out how the hell are we going to get it all into this week's sports section. But that's the... That's that's the challenge ahead of me over the next couple of days. But like you said, yeah, it's it's going to be packed because off the back of those huge county championship football weekend, also it was a massive weekend in the the Carberry Junior A football championship where the the teams involved in the knockout stages were confirmed, and we've coverage from those games as well. There was also the ladies senior football championship. We had the the mid Cork is is still going on. We also have previews of the hurl, huge hurling games. This weekend, Kilbritton are in action. Newcastle are in action. Bandon are in action as well. And that's not taken into account all the other different sports. So it's a, it really is a packed Southern Star Sports section on 
Uh, Coke, winging your way on Thursday. We're recording this on Monday afternoon, so um, I probably won't sleep till Wednesday night going by the list I have in front of me now, Dylan, but it'll be all worth it when um, when uh, our star readers wake up on Thursday morning to get their weekly their weekly treat of the Southern Star Sports section. So this week's sport, it's definitely worth reading. Yeah, and elsewhere as well, um, we have a West Cork Farming Magazine. The ever-popular West Cork Farming Magazine will be in this week's Southern Star, along with the second part of our first day at school photo special. So this really is a great week for, for West Cork readers, alongside in the paper as well, all the, the great reporting that goes on in there. So you're getting great bang for your buck. And if you're not in West Cork or you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star get the Southern Star e-paper on your laptop, tablet, or phone. Just head to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details, and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than €2 Euro per week, alongside full access to every single article on our website as well. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.